Today is a day that the Lord has made. Today is a day that we come together as a church to worship our God. And I really love Sundays. Um, I always look forward to coming and worshiping with you all. But if I were to be really honest, um, I really didn't want today to come. And I did feel silly at times because it was my decision. It was my doing. And still, uh, I really dreaded this day. But here we are. And no matter what, God is in the place. And he is the one who has invited us here. And he is deserving of all the attention and glory. And so I am really honored, really honored to share the word with you today. Uh, the past two months have been really long, um, bittersweet, um, really overwhelming, uh, and really good. I've taken a lot of lactate pills the past month for all the cakes that everyone has gotten me for every last meeting I ever had. So my last session meeting, my last praise team meeting, my last small group meeting, a lot of food, so much that I had to start walking on my treadmill at home because people were feeding me so much. Um, I've been doing a lot of talking with people. I've had a lot of good conversations with many of you here. Conversations that have inspired me Conversations that have comforted me and encouraged me. Um, but honestly, this past month, it has felt like a constant exchange of I love yous and goodbyes expressed in many different ways. Um, a lot of love, a lot of tears, and a lot of prayers. And I'm really going to treasure all those prayers, I think, for a really long time. And as I was pre preparing for today, um, I asked God what he would have me share. Um, and I spent some time praying for you, CGS. And I spent a lot of time reflecting, remembering the past six years. It's been six years. Actually, no, not quite six years, five and a half years. And of course, there's some sadness, uh, there's some regrets, mostly um, of things that I did not do things that I wish I could have done better. But there's one thing that's been ringing in my heart uh, nonstop for the past month or two, and it's this. Thank you. Thank you. There's so much I give thanks to God for, and there's so much I want to give uh, thanks to you for. And in doing all of that, I realize it really is a blessing from God when remembrance and gratitude are bound together. Five and, a half, five and a half years is not a short time. A lot has happened. But in all, in all my remembering and reflecting, what's been pouring out is thanksgiving. And I believe that is only because of God. His grace and his goodness. Such a special gift that I've been receiving is just to know that 
And from a place of remembrance, thanksgiving has been pouring out. And really, truly, as I reflect on the past five and a half years here, there's just a lot of gratitude, a lot of joy, a lot of love. So today I want to share from the letter that Apostle Paul wrote to his church in um, Philippi, the Philippian church. And I was drawn to this letter as I was um, praying for you and praying for this day and even praying for myself. Because this letter is full of thanksgiving. This letter is full of joy. This letter is full of affection for God's people. And it's a beautiful letter because Paul's relationship with this church was a special one. You know, Paul was everywhere. He did a lot. And so he had good relationships with a lot of people. He had good relationships with a lot of churches. But this church was especially dear to Paul's heart because this church was steadfast in loving and supporting Paul when other churches couldn't. So he never forgot that. So he had a special affection for this church. I also will never forget all the love that I have received from the Lord in this place and also from you. And at the time that Paul wrote this letter, he was separated from them because he was in prison in Rome. And he longed for them. He really wanted to see them and to be with them. And so when he wrote this letter, it wasn't just as a pastor to a church. It was as a friend to his friends. And as a brother to his sisters and brothers. And so CGS... I want to share the word with you today, not only as your pastor, but as your friend and as your sister. Paul begins this letter by saying these beautiful words, starting with verse 3. He says this, I thank my God and all my remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine for you all, making my prayer with joy. Because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Isn't this such a beautiful greeting to a letter? The reason why Paul, the reason why Paul had so much joy when he remembered these people, the reason why he had so much affection for them is because what he experienced with them was a partnership in the gospel. That's what he says in verse 5, because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. And this partnership that Paul is talking about isn't one of those partnerships where, you know, after an end of a small group, you pair up and then you talk for like five minutes and then you move on and then you forget. It's not talking about the pairing up where you get together for one single event or ministry. No, the partnership that Paul is talking about here is something that is much deeper and longer lasting and it's precious. And the Greek word that Paul uses here for partnership is a word that a lot of us know. And it's the word koinonia. Koinonia. It means communion. Joint participation, fellowship, sharing, partnership. 
And for us here at CGS, and really for all, all believers, the thing that we share, the thing that we have in common, the thing that we participate in together is not anything that is temporary, fleeting, or ordinary. What we have in common, brothers and sisters, is that we share the same Savior, Jesus Christ. He is the Savior of the world. He is the Savior of our lives. And what we have in common is that we are all covered by the blood of this same Savior. And this blood forgave us of our sins. This blood healed us of our spirit's sickness. This blood broke off our chains of guilt and shame. We are bound to the Lord and we are bound to one another through this blood. You know, I'm really going to miss worshiping with you. I hope you don't cut off communication with me. But I am going to miss worshiping with you every week. You know, I'm going to miss the, the praise. I'm going to miss listening to the messages. I'm even going to miss collecting the offering baskets. But one of the things I will miss the most, honestly, is communion. There was a time when um, or unordained pastors could not hold the elements here at Pilgrim Church. And I asked Pastor Eugene, when uh, we were preparing to go independent, I said, can I please hold the communion elements? And, you know, he talked about it, he prayed about it, and then he said yes. So ever since then, it's been such a joy for me to hold the wine tray. And every time I hold that wine tray and I stand right over here, I really enjoy seeing everyone come down the aisle. I really enjoy seeing everyone take of the same bread, the same um, wine. And I don't know if you thought this was creepy or not, but I really loved looking into your faces as I said, the blood of Christ shed for you. Because as we put, because um, I don't think communion should be somber. I think it's, uh, yes, it's, it's a time for repentance, but it's also a celebration. Um, and in communion, I was reminded that, yes, Christ sacrifices life for me. But there's a reason why we do it together on Sunday. It's a reminder that what unifies us is our participation in the death and sacrifice of Jesus Christ. We also share in the same resurrection of Jesus Christ. And through his resurrection and that power, we have been brought from death to life. And we are all facing the same direction and the same destiny right now. We are all awaiting the same glory when one day we will stand in God's perfect presence for all eternity. And so what is all of this? What it means is what really brings us together as a church, as spiritual friends, as brothers and sisters, is that we are partners in this grace of Jesus Christ and we are partners in this gospel. You know, doing church together is not always easy. Just ask Pastor Eugene. There are many times, I think, when I hurt him, when I didn't obey him, he said, can you preach? And I said, no. And he said, I need a break. And I said, no. <laughs> and only after Pastor Paul came did I start preaching on Saturday mornings because Pastor Paul agreed, so I have to agree. There are times where I did not make it easy for people, not just Pastor Eugene, but many of you. 
There are times when you hurt me, when I had to learn to forgive and to move on. And it's not easy because we are still all just works in progress. Jesus, the Spirit, is still sanctifying us, making us more holy day by day, but we're not there yet. And so, of course, when we share in life together, we will hurt each other, we will frustrate each other, but ultimately, our life together as a church should be a joyful partnership. Even in the midst of all of that, it should be a joyful partnership. And believe me, the past five and a half years, it has been a joyful partnership here. It's been one of deep affection. I've come to know you. You've come to know me. We've grown to love each other in truth. And this happens when our relationships and our spiritual friendships are centered in and flowing out of the same uh, the saving gospel of Jesus Christ. We've had our shares of conflicts, disagreements, drama. There's a lot of drama here. But I don't regret any of it, actually. Because through those things, we learned to turn to Jesus. We've learned to turn to the gospel and allow the gospel to inform us and how we should interact with one another. In those very moments, I hope what we have learned is that we've turned to the gospel and allowed that to help us navigate through the complexities and struggles of the relationships and the friendships that we have here. The gospel must define our identity, but it also must define the way, the way we interact with each other. The gospel must be what defines the way we work together. And the way we treat one another. Because from the gospel, we learn about sin, our sin. From the gospel, we learn about repentance. We learn about grace. From the gospel, we learn about reconciliation, redemption. We learn about humility. We learn about sacrificial love. And so we need to be people who constantly turn to the gospel to help us, to inform us in being partners in grace and partners in the gospel. For example, when it's difficult to love or forgive someone in the church, the gospel makes us pause and it makes us remember that I deserved death, that I, because of my sin, have offended God and I was an enemy of God, and I deserved his wrath. But instead of his wrath, he gave me his grace and mercy that I did not deserve. And I was spared from that wrath, and I was spared from that death. So when it is hard for me to show you grace, I must be reminded of that. I must be reminded of the gospel. And then the Spirit helps me to extend grace when you did not deserve it. Because the Lord, Jesus, showed me grace when I did not deserve it. The gospel also helps us to learn about humility. And one of the things that I've loved seeing here is people giving space for others to shine and to grow. Because I believe that is the way Jesus would have taught and led. And I loved receiving it here, I loved giving it here, and I loved witnessing that here. 
And so our friendships in this church, our friendships with believers, friendships with partners in the grace and gospel should be so much deeper than any other relationship we have because it is defined by Jesus and he is love. He's perfect love. He is perfect power. He is humility. He is peace. And he is everlasting. And Paul experienced this kind of partnership. He experienced this kind of koinonia with the Philippian church. And it is the same partnership and koinonia I have experienced here at CGS. Saying goodbye, it's been taking forever, two months. But it doesn't get any easier. Because the fellowship and the friendships, the partnership here have been so sweet. It's been so deep, so joyful, and so life-giving. Brothers and sisters, we might not be able to worship in the same sanctuary for, for I don't know, however long. But be comforted in knowing this, that we are still bound because we are partners in this grace, and we are partners in this gospel. There's a second part to this, though. We not only share in this grace, but we share in the vision and the mission, the same vision and mission. The supernatural affection we have for each other, it's deepened, and it's strengthened when we gather together and partner for the same gospel work. We've been made one as a body of Christ, and we've been given a mission. We've been given a task, brothers and sisters, and it's one that demands our utmost commitment. And that task is this. It's the advancement of the gospel. It's to serve our Savior, Jesus Christ, and it's to commit to the very things Jesus was committed to. And CGS, I have truly... I have truly enjoyed serving our king together. It was a lot of fun. And it brought me so much joy to labor hard for the kingdom with you. I was thinking back to a lot of the things that we did. And I remember the countless hours of praise team rehearsal. Especially if I was the one leading the rehearsals. So if you were in the praise team with me, thank you for being patient. Thank you for being patient as I learned how to, like, speak music language, as I learned how to lead a band. I was so awful in the beginning that I couldn't keep tempo. Not only could I not manage time well and ran practice until 11 every, every time you practiced, but I also couldn't keep tempo with the songs. And this was before we got a metronome. So I remember on the stage... I mean, they got really tired of it, and so Kenny started stomping on the stage. Not because he was angry, but it's so that I could feel the beat of the music from my feet and sing to that beat that he was stomping out. We've, we've practiced for hours, but I know that it wasn't really just for the sake of making beautiful music. It was really for the glory of God, and I really, really enjoyed that. I remember all the um, events like Easter egg hunts, the fall festivals, uh, there's so many more. And I remember staying late at church with many of you, like painting, cutting, wrapping, assembling, planning, 
I remember our men, our brothers, dressing up in rabbit and carrot costumes, Santa costumes, and having so much fun. And I, I believe it's because we were excited to share the love of Jesus Christ with our neighbors. I really had fun doing that with you. I remember the visits to Hannah Mission, Bergen Regional, after a long, tiring day at church. I remember all the different mission trips. And most recently, I remember CGS Eats. And I think this will be one of my favorite memories here at CGS. And there was a moment, this is when things were already in motion. My job was to keep the food coming. And my job was to cut up the pork so that the taco station would not run out of pork. And so I was cutting the pork. My hands got tired, so I stopped cutting. And I just kind of looked around. And what I saw was us. I saw us, you know, hosting the friends that we had brought to this event. I saw us reaching out to the guests and the visitors that we've never met before. I saw us uh, frying deep Ore no, deep frying Oreos. I saw us serving food. I saw us grilling meat in the sun. And it was just, I saw people doing things that they normally don't do, things that they are not comfortable doing. And I believe that there was joy in doing those things because we knew why we were doing it. We were doing it for the advancement of the gospel. And at that moment, I remember my heart just felt like it was going to burst because it was such a beautiful picture of the church, the church coming together, partnering together, working together joyfully for the sake of the gospel. CGS, I'm really going to miss serving the kingdom and the king with you. But my prayer is this, that CGS will continue to be committed to the work of the gospel. And that's what Apostle Paul writes in this letter. He knew they may never meet again. But what he prayed for is that that church would grow that they would continue to be effective in the kingdom and gospel work. And so I pray the same for you, that you will be even more effective in the gospel work, that you will persevere in being committed to Jesus with all your heart, and that you will be committed to Jesus with joy in your hearts. And know this, wherever the Lord sends me, I don't know where I'm going yet, but wherever the Lord sends me, I also will strive to do my best in serving our King Jesus with everything that I have, with the utmost joy and obedience. It's really sad to say goodbye today, but I really do, I mean it. I hope you keep in touch with me. And I am really excited to hear of all the good things that God is doing in this church. And I know when I hear that, I will rejoice with you and for you. And I will remember you. And I will give thanks to you. I'll thanks to God for you in my prayers. Just as I give thanks to God now. I give thanks to God for bringing me here. There was a long time where I felt like perhaps it was my own planning and my own steps that brought me here. But, you know, the past two months as I've been reflecting, I see 
that God's sovereign hand is what brought me to this place and allowed me to share life together with you for so long. So I thank God for that. I thank um, the pastors I worked with, um, Pastor Paul and Pastor Eugene. I thank you for being confident in what God was doing in me and through me, especially when I couldn't perceive it. Thank you for giving me the space to grow. Thank you for all the support you've shown me, the guidance you've given me. Uh, you've given me a lot, of, a lot of love through trolling, through prayers, through guidance. And truly, the office over there often felt more like a living room in a house than a church office because I knew I was serving with brothers who loved me as a sister. And I really enjoyed it. I will miss it. And I really learned a lot uh, from serving with both of you, uh, especially Pastor Eugene. We've served together for six years. You were so mean to me for all of those six years. But... <laughs> Now I can see the wisdom behind it. Thank you for pushing me beyond my comfort. I, I often went through it kicking and screaming and pouting inside. Uh, but now I see uh, that you did it because you truly desired for me to be better for his kingdom. And CGS, thank you for giving me the, the privilege to serve you. Thank you for uh, loving me so sweetly. And so consistently, thank you for sharing your lives with me, for inviting me to celebrate with you on all those special days and milestones and all the happy moments. But I also want to thank you for inviting me to sit with you in that sacred space of pain and grieving and struggle and darkness sometimes. It really has been such an honor. These are happy tears because <laughs> there's joy. <laughs> and even if we're not in the same local church anymore, take comfort in this. I take comfort in this, that we will still be bound together forever. You're bound to me forever because we will always be partners in grace and partners in the gospel work. And just as Paul did for the Philippian church, I will remember you and I will pray for you. Because I am confident that God who began a good work in you will bring it to completion. And I ask that you pray for me. Let's pray for each other. That we would remain steadfast. That we would remain steadfast and not lose focus. That we would not grow weary in doing the Lord's work. Let's pray for each other that we would be faithful and strong in love and in purity until Jesus comes back for us so that our lives and our church will be filled with the fruits of righteousness as Paul prays for. Let's pray that we would remain steadfast in committing to a life of gospel partnership. Brothers and sisters, Committing to a life of gospel partnership will cost us a lot. It will cost us our time, our money, sometimes our dignity, our hobbies, our energy. 
But I think we all know it in this place that Jesus is worth it. He is worth living and dying for. And I pray that wherever we are, whether we are in the same local church together or not, that we will be unified in living a life that honors our King Jesus. And that in all that we do, we would bring all the glory and all the praise and all the honor to our King Jesus. Let's pray together.